Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you. Everything is online, so you don't have to worry about waiting in line for your services. You can come with your own phone so you don't have to worry about the crazy fees that are added to your bill just to pay for your phone. The process is extremely easy. Navigating the website was so easy my four-year-old could do it. I loved the fact that they provided a way for me to check and see if my phone would work with their services because I didn't want to go through the hassle of having to transfer pictures and contacts and the notes that I have saved in my phone. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. And with Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. You can choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LT data. 
Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash success. That's mintmobile.com slash success. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash success. We are the DeMarie Group. I'm Grace. I'm Deanna. And we are here to tell you about the greatness of the Secret to Success podcast with Antonio T. Smith, Jr. It is an amazing podcast where Antonio interviews famous millionaires from around the world. He also interviews famous billionaires as well, and it's very informative, very engaging. He always keeps you entertained and on the edge of your seat. He talks about anything from CBD to quantum physics to the law of attraction. That's me. And so you want to make sure that you tune in and listen to this podcast with Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Tell them how they can check it out. You can go to any of your favorite web browsers, type in Secret to Success and Antonio T. Smith, Jr., and it will come up for your listening pleasure. Check it out. Secret to Success by me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am back, Secrets of Success podcast, and of course, all of you know who've been hanging with me starting in season four, or it started in season four, where I start interviewing some pretty powerful people from millionaires, a few billionaires, and then some extremely influential six and seven people, and I have today someone who has a name of a trillion-dollar company, and he has – it's almost like cider, but it has an R in it, so it could be apple cider, but it's actually apple crider. He is the host of one of the most fantastic podcasts. I've been there. I'll let him introduce his podcast. But please note, one of the first things you'll see in the show notes is the link to his podcast. So here's what I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, before you hear him and fall in love with him, I want you to immediately click the show notes, hit subscribe to his podcast, and don't forget to share this episode. Apple, my man, won't you introduce yourself? Antonio, thank you so much for that introduction, man. I really appreciate it. And I'm stoked to be here with you, with your audience. Um, and, and like you said, man, um, got the podcast going on. It's called Young Smart Money. So if you're young and you want to get smart about money, that is the place to be. And like Antonio said, you'll find that in the show notes for this episode. But all in all, man, I'm super stoked to be here. That's it, man. I'm super stoked to have you. I must admit that every time I think about your podcast, I think about Lil Wayne. I'm just going to tell you that it's, it's you know, I, I take out the, the hood in me, takes out the smoke, yep. and I just go, young money, right? You know, I do that every single time. I don't know why, but now about 30,000 people will be doing it with me now. So there you go, right? <laughs> there you go. There but we let me go. tell you, man, I enjoy being on your podcast, and this really wasn't a – uh, I don't know if the, our audience knows, because at this point, we want to have both our audiences on this episode. But I'm, I don't know if they know, but we don't, in a podcasting world, we, well, you know, maybe we do. Top-ranked podcasters like myself and Apple, we don't really do tit for tat. Just because I'm on your show doesn't mean I'm mm-hmm. going to bring you on my show, right? That's not something we yeah. really do, right? Is, is, is that fair to say? 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, but I had to get Apple on this podcast because energy never lies, right? <laughs> energy never, ever lies. The moment we we met, and he, I had Zoom, and the Zoom was all jacked up that day because I'm outside of physical <laughs> therapy. You know, I'm in, I'm in some physical therapy clothes. It wasn't me. I was taking my business partner. It was a billion degrees in Texas. I'm sweating. He's kind enough to deal with the stupid. I don't even know what was. I don't know if it was Verizon or I tried to connect the Wi-Fi by accident. Who knows? But the energy was fantastic the whole time, man. So here's my first question to you, brother. What, Absolutely. How do you know when the energy is aligned with what you're already focused on? How do you know that? And what do you do when you find some good energy? Hmm. You're talking about like good energy from other people? Good energy from other people, good energy from your own brain, from a goal you're doing, however you want to take that. It's yours, man. I feel it. I feel it. So, I mean, really for me what it comes down to um, is is having my priorities and having my goals in order because if you don't know where you're trying to go, if you don't know what you're trying to do, then it's going to be really tough for you to figure out like when stuff does align with with you and, and with what you're all about because I see so many young people just running around from place to place to place. They don't really know what their goals are. They don't really have priorities. They're kind of just chasing the shiny objects as they see them. And, and when you're doing that, it, it just gets really tough for you to, to actually uh, find things that do align with you and find things that will uh, help you get to that next level because you don't even know where that next level is. So for me, one thing that's been really helpful is like, and I do this a lot, man, just like self-reflection and just like sitting down with myself and thinking. Because, I mean, man, we live in such a fast-paced world with like attention spans just getting so short. Like, dude, I, I can barely even sit down and like read a book uh, unless I like really set my mind to it. So it's like attention spans are getting shorter and we just don't take the time to sit down with ourselves and ask ourselves these important questions of like, what am I actually trying to do? What is the impact I'm actually trying to make? So for me, one of the most impactful things that I've started doing over the last 12 months is, is doing more of that, having more conversations with myself. And like, as weird as it sounds, man, it's like, it's just about like sitting alone sometimes, no music, no podcast, no nothing, just like sitting there being present and just asking yourself the important questions. And, and that's really what's allowed me to get that clarity. And then once I have that clarity, it's so much easier for me to spot those opportunities, to spot those uh, people, those, those relationships, those ideas that are really going to help me move forward. Because again, man, if you don't have that, that goalpost, if you don't have that North star that's guiding you, then, then you don't know where you're going. You could be running in circles for all you know, and you could be going so fast and doing all these things. But I mean, if you're just running in circles, then what's the point? So yeah, for me, clarity is, is definitely, definitely the number one. No doubt, man. That's, that's a fantastic answer. I must warn you, that was your easiest question you're going to get for the rest of the episode. <laughs> that's the easiest one. All right, the easiest all right. one. All right. So here's what I really, really want. Well, you know me. I always want to make people fall in love with you. But um, I'm also keenly aware that your audience is going to be listening, too, because I'm sure you're going to share it because that's what I would do because I'm not crazy. 100%. And right? I'm always, yeah, always cross-pollinate, right? It's like yeah. featuring a great rock star and a great rapper, and all of a sudden you got two different audiences, right? That's cool. <laughs> now, before I get to my question, I must say I had – forget having a blast on your show. I've been on a lot of shows. I have. 
and I have never had so many people reach out to me and friend me and follow me from a podcast than yours. That is the truth. <laughs> I'm not lying, man. That is the We got some loyal somebody, people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so super, let me tell you something. Apple is not buying bots and pushing his rank up, right? These were real people. In fact, most of your audience is on Instagram. I'm not sure if you know that. Well, I'm sure you know that, right? But, yeah, most 100%. of your audience, yes, on Instagram, man. So here's my question to you. It's difficult, but it's not difficult, but it's difficult. <laughs> Tell us something that your audience has no idea about you, that they, you know, because I keep hearing you on your show. We want new information. We want new Appleness. Tell us something we can't get off your show that I can pull from you on this one. See, that's a really good question, Antonio. And and every time I do <laughs> go on somebody else's podcast, I like to I like to sprinkle little things here and there. So so a lot of the stuff that that has not been said on my podcast though has been said when I've been a guest on somebody else's podcast. So Sweet. that thinking about that, let's see, let's see. Maybe we could go for something. So, okay, here's, here's something that not a lot of people know about me. First thing, uh, this one's just kind of weird, um, and that's that I only have nine toes. So that, most that people weird. do not know. <laughs> but if you look on, on my left foot, uh, there would only be four toes there. So that is, that is something that is a little bit off. You don't hear that every day. Um, well, you know. So, yeah. I'm very glad you now you know. Now you know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, my God. I feel like Oprah right now. I just got some information. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, what else crazy thing we don't know? <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably the craziest, to be honest with you. Another that thing is pretty that much the I've never mentioned, though, I've never mentioned this on my show either, is that I am really, really into swing dancing. And, like, oh. dude, if you would have asked me, like, 18 months ago, if I ever would have been into any kind of dancing, any kind of, like, anything like that, I would have thought you were crazy. Like, I don't, I don't sing. I don't do art. Like, I'm a very, like, analytical person. So it, even thinking to myself now about where I was, like, 18 months ago to where I'm at now, I'm actually a swing dance instructor. So I kind of moved up the ranks pretty quickly. Wow. Um, yeah, you did. So now I'm teaching people how to dance. And, man, I, I never would have thought that I would have even enjoyed dancing, like, 18 months ago. But, I mean, that just goes to show. It's, I, I've learned so much about myself by just, like, trying random things. And even, even if it's something that I know is going to make me very uncomfortable, I'll try anything once, to be honest with you. There's very few things that I would not try at least one time. So I, I like going into things with an open mind. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'm now a very avid swing dancer. Um, I go at least once a week. So, uh, that's that's another that's another little bonus that I never really talk about. Yeah, no, that that that'll keep that belly flat too. Let me tell you, hundred <laughs> percent. <Definitely. laughs> yes, yes, good, good. All right, Dan, I'm gonna do some rapid fire questions in a little bit, and then we're gonna get to some real meat, right? But before right. we do that, I have to ask. Yeah, you know, let's do some rapid fire questions right now because I mean, we're just having right. fun right now. Then we'll, then we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. What's your favorite fruit? Well, you know what I'm going to say. Ah, apple. <laughs> Duh. Okay, then. fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Skinny girls or thick girls? Um, skinny. 
skinny. Okay. Let's see. Long hair, short hair. For me? Uh huh. No, no. Short hair or every day of the week. Girls. Short hair. Oh, every day. okay. okay. Um, long hair. Long hair. Okay. And Voldemort or Harry Potter? Oh, I gotta say Harry Potter. All right, fair enough. I, I think I, I might <laughs> lean towards Voldemort. I'm kind of evil in my really? spirit a little bit, right? Okay, yeah, but I'm okay. a huge Harry Potter fan. Though. I am a huge Harry, Harry Potter fan. <laughs> but I do like to see the – like, my favorite is Agent Smith off the Matrix, right? I just love when it's got fantastic villains. But anywho, all right, so that's over. No, i never Here seen that go. movie. Never seen the Matrix. you never seen the <laughs> – I'm about to change the whole podcast, dude. You're about to change the whole podcast. Oh, my God. Okay, first off, you're trapped in the Matrix, okay? This is one big – people like me, a little nerd people like me, mm-hmm. we are just convinced, and I'm pretty sure Elon Musk was with me, that we are trapped in a computer simulation. Like, all of this <laughs> is one big computer simulation, right? Which would actually explain a law of attraction. I mean, it really would. But anywho. Anywho, uh, of course, you can do that with physics because everything is in vibration, right? But never mind. Forget forget the truth. <laughs> We're going to go with simulation, okay? I, uh, All right. I, I got to ask you this here. This is honestly. Mm-hmm. You're a pretty, pretty successful guy. What has been your secret to success? My secret? I, I think – and a lot of people are looking for the secret. And, and I do think there are definitely things that will help you. And for me, probably the biggest thing that has helped me get to the level of success where I'm at right now has been not trying to do everything alone and, and accepting help when people, when people offer it to you. Uh, because a lot of times, man, when you start interacting with, with successful people, and I'm sure you know this, like a lot of people just want to help out, especially if you're a young person, especially if you're putting in the work a lot of people, if you give them the opportunity to provide you with assistance, they will be willing to do so. Like if they've already gotten theirs, a lot of people I've found are more than willing to help you get yours. So that's one of the biggest things for me. But it hasn't just been like – I haven't just been like walking up to people on the street and being like, hey, can you help me? Or, hey, will you mentor me? Because, dude, I get that every single day of the week, and, and that's yeah. one that's annoying because, like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know anything about you. Um, and B, like, I'm a pretty busy guy, so I can't just drop everything to, like, teach you right. A to Z how to, like, be successful. So, so, so that being said, what I do is I offer to anybody that I want to learn from, I'm going to offer to work for them for free, okay? And that's how I got my start was offering to work for people for free. This does two main things, okay? The first thing that it does is it forces you to prove yourself because if you just waltz up to someone and they start paying you to do something – and you suck at it, well, then you're going to find out pretty quick that you're not going to be doing it for them much longer. But if you offer to work for someone for free, what's going to happen is you have to prove that you are good enough at that thing to keep working with them. And for me, what has happened every time I offer to work for someone for free, uh, doing a skill that I have and that I'm good at, I end up getting paid from them, okay? They end up bringing me on as a paid member of their team um, as a consultant, as, as an agency, as whatever, to continue to do work for them. So that's how I got my start. That's how I got my foot in the door was offering to work for people for free that I wanted to learn from. Because once I had my foot in the door, once I was working for them for free and eventually getting paid by them, I, I could then learn from them. I could then leverage their network to build my own network. I could then do so many more things because I now had this connection. They now respect 
respected me because I offered to work for them for free. I didn't just hit them up and be like, hey, uh, pay me $1,000 a month to do this for you. Hey, uh, pay me 2500 bucks and I'll build you a funnel. Like that's not what I was doing. What I was doing was providing value from the start, okay? And people respect that because it's not something they see every single day of the week, okay? And when you're doing stuff that stands out, when you're doing stuff that most of the population is not willing to do, uh, that is when I have found uh, that I'm getting the best results. So for me, yeah, what it comes down to is, is be willing to work for free and to be willing to go against the grain, okay? Because if you see everybody going left, if I see everybody going left, uh, you're going to bet that I'm going to go right just to see what's going to happen, okay? Because I'm somebody that's not just going to go with the flow to go with the flow. I'm somebody who, who is going to try things even if they seem radical, even if, they, even if people say, well, nobody does it that way. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out why, okay? And maybe it's going to burn me and maybe it's going to hurt. But, like, once I touch that hot oven one time, I'm going to know not to touch the hot oven again. So uh, I'm the type of person that's very willing to go against the grain um, and, and suffer those short-term uh, pain in some situations to have that long-term knowledge and to just really be able to, to move through uh, life more effectively and having that increased knowledge of doing the things that other people aren't willing to do because that's the only way you're going to get results outside of the results that the traditional or that the average person get. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to end up as, as the average person, okay? I want to, to do some big things in my life. I want to have some big accomplishments. And, and for me, I found the best way to do that is to be willing to be weird, be willing to take those chances, be willing to do stuff that other people think is crazy. Uh, and you just got to take those chances sometimes. So work for free and go outside the status quo. Those are, those are my two biggest things that have really, really served me. You are wise, wise, wise beyond your years, man. That is that's that's facts, man. I I stumbled across that by accident. This guy getting out of really, guy getting out of a really really fancy car, and I was like, hey man, you know what books do you read? And he was like, you know, and no one ever asked me that question, and so he gave me some books, took me on his wing, and then he told me. The next time you see someone successful, ask to work for them for free. Mm. And I tried it, and it worked. <laughs> it tried yep. it anyway, right? But I, I just stumbled <laughs> across that by accident. And the reason why is because you have a giver's heart, and we all know when when you get to a certain point of success, we know you're not supposed to – you can't receive without giving first. So good job. Good job yeah. for you. So we have – you have – I could go so many different. You gave me eight. I'm just actively listening. You gave me eight different things I could have touched on, but I'm going to override <laughs> those for a second. And I've got. I have to. I have to let people know now that you are a keynote speaker at major events. I saw it on LinkedIn, buddy. I saw it like three three days ago <laughs> or something that you are you are headlining a major event on podcasting and probably some other business tips. You got to talk about that, man. Tell us about the event. Tell us how you even got it. Give us some secrets. Talk to the younger youths and even the older people who want to do keynotes. How the heck did you pull it off and how excited are you? 100%. So, yeah, I just got back from D.C. where I was speaking at FinCon, um, which is the event that, that you're referencing. And how, how that basically came about, that's the second conference that I've spoken at. So I'm still relatively new to the game. And one of the reasons why I haven't more actively pursued speaking is just because I do realize that I am 20 years old. And, and being in that room, 
I don't, there were maybe two people in that entire audience that were younger than me. So coming into a room as a 20 year old and speaking to a bunch of like uh, 30, 40, maybe even 50 year olds, um, there's, there's a bit of skepticism there. And, and that was something that I really had to address um, speaking there in, in particular. Um, but, but as far as like getting the speaking gigs goes, uh, this one came about and they both came about through my network. Okay. And, and honestly, through the podcast, um, both of the uh, conference organizers um, whose conferences I've spoken at, I've met through my podcast. And so I, I just got to say, like, if you want to get connected with people, you have to start connecting with people, okay? And, and the best way that I found to do that is through a podcast. So this event in particular, FinCon, I went there for the first time last year, and last year I actually got a scholarship to the event. So a lot of events actually do this, but most people don't know about it, is um, they give out scholarships to people. And, and with FinCon, they give out, I think they give out like 50 scholarships to people who have been creating content for less than a year. So uh, flash, wow. flash backwards, like a year, year and a half ago, um, I applied for that scholarship and I got it. So, so they actually got my ticket to the conference. Um, so so I, I just got out there, I had a free ticket, and I got to go and just straight network with people for four days straight. Um, I met the organizer of the conference. I chatted him up. I met all these other crazy people that I had on my podcast. And so that was my initial exposure to that conference. And then I basically stayed in touch with the organizer of the conference. And throughout the year, I would just send him things, okay? So mm. uh, one time I put together a, a presentation on how he could improve uh, the event's Instagram page, okay? I put together this whole presentation. It was a PowerPoint. It was about 20 slides long. And each slide had a different way that he could improve uh, their Instagram presence. So I had, like, screenshots from their page. I had outlined things. I had pointed to things. I had written commentary. All of this was for free, okay? I wasn't asking for a job. I wasn't asking for anything. I was literally just giving this dude value every few months, hit him up with something new every few months. Here's, some, here's something else you guys could, could improve on or here's an idea I have for you guys. So I would just continue to do this. And then when time came around for submissions, um, because most conferences have um, open submissions where you just like hit them up and say, hey, um, here's my name, here's my bio, here's what I want to speak about. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you. Everything is online, so you don't have to worry about waiting in line for your services. You can come with your own phone so you don't have to worry about the crazy fees that are added to your bill just to pay for your phone. The process is extremely easy. Navigating the website was so easy my four-year-old could do it. I loved the fact that they provided a way for me to check and see if my phone would work with their services because I didn't want to go through the hassle of having to transfer pictures and contacts and the notes that I have saved in my phone. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. And with Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. You can choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LT data. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. 
to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash success. That's mintmobile.com slash success. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash success. And so when submissions opened up, uh, like day one, I got my submission out there. I'm like, I want to tell your people about how they can get more people listening to their podcast. And so I, I did that. And then pretty soon after that, I got a response from him. He emailed me. He's like, hey, man, would love to have you speak here. Um, and then basically just filled me in on some details. I gave him some more info and we made it happen. So the, the biggest, I mean, the biggest takeaway that I get from that is, is one, value okay guys like value 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 stay in contact with people and continue to deliver them value like i was never asking anything from this guy i was giving him straight value for like a year and then eventually it paid off but like that wasn't even my goal like i wasn't thinking that whole time oh like how can i get in with this dude so that so that next year he'll have me back to speak that was never my my like goal in the back of my head like i was just trying to provide this dude value because you never know what doors are going to open up and 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 once you build those connections like and you just don't know what's going to happen with them so that was that was basically what happened and that was how i lined up that speaking gig and 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 to be honest with you um I don't think it's it's that difficult. It's just about building your network. It's just about getting your name out there and being a person of value. Yo, you just established the direction for the whole rest of the podcast, brother. We got <laughs> super facts, everything you said. Audience, super facts, but there's no way in hell that I'm not going to make him repeat all everything he just said. Slower <laughs> And in more detail, we ain't talking about nothing else because you just gave the holy grail of <laughs> all things success. I am not joking. I'm so not joking. All right. So whatever I had, look, I'm so glad I'm an active listener because I had a lot of questions for you. You know what? Ask them questions because <laughs> you just murdered this podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> So we got to, you know what, let me just think of a time. This is like the holy grail of getting major engagements and establishing major influences or major connections, right? Because that's what you just talked about. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So let's, yeah, (laughs) no, real talk, man. Real talk. And you did that at 20. Jeez. Okay. So we've got a lot to talk about. Here we go. I heard a step one sounded like. Be a customer first is what I heard. Mm. That's what I heard. You said, correct me if I'm wrong, Before a year before, you just showed up yep. to the – oh, come on, dude. Okay. All right. So, okay, this is too, too much. You got me stuttering. This, okay, you got me stuttering. <laughs> I need you to break down because apparently you know this. I need you to break down the – importance of showing someone major that you are a customer slash fan first. Can you break that down any way you want to? For sure. So, I mean, people get emails all the time and, and, and most people that, that send emails to, to conference organizers, to influencers, to anyone they're not serious at all. They have no intention to follow through with anything. Um, and even if you gave them a step-by-step blueprint for success, they wouldn't follow it. So uh, 
you have to keep that in mind because if you can prove to someone that you're not a part of that 99% that isn't going to do anything, no matter how hard you try to help these people, they're not going to do anything. Um, so if you can prove to someone that you're not in that group, uh, that instantly sets you apart. So yeah, like, like Antonio said, one of the best ways to do that is to be a buyer first. Okay. Like you got it. You got to show people that you're willing to uh, sort of commit to, to them and that you're willing to support them. And like, I have mad respect for this guy who started a conference for people in the personal finance space, creating content. That's something that I'm super passionate about. Um, I think the, the, the financial education space has so much room to, to be expanded so, so much bigger. And, and so that's a mission that I'm really on board with. So I decided to go to this conference. Um, one, to, to support that mission, but two, to, to increase my network. So I, I decided to go to this conference uh, before I even like got the scholarship. So like I was already investing in this dude and then I got the scholarships and then I got to go for free. But it's like, dude, you have to be willing to, to, yeah, put some money on the line, invest your time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be money. If you don't have money, invest your time again, working for free, but like show them that you are willing to, to put some of your skin in the game to put some something on your end in because if you're just asking 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 without giving anything no one's going to take you seriously okay they're not going to like you're not showing them that you're actually serious about anything so that's that's definitely step one is, is just showing people that you're serious because the vast majority of people that, that are saying anything online have no intention to follow through with with anything at all so you really have to get yourself outside of that group uh, before you can expect anyone to take you seriously no doubt. Two things inside of what we're talking about, because I really don't want to talk about nothing else. What percentage would you put on vast majority? Man, I, I mean, it's it's crazy because, like, I just get so many messages from people that I can tell in, in emails and just from people who I have have no doubt in my mind that, that they have no intention of, of following anything that I'm going to tell them. Yep. Um, because I've been getting these emails for a while, and they're like, hey, will you mentor me? Will you teach me how to grow my podcast? And I used to say, sure, sure, let's do it. And I'd get on a, I'd get on a, a Skype call or a Zoom call with these people, and I'd coach them, and I'd show them what they needed to know all for free. And, and then I'd check back with them in a few weeks, and they'd still be sitting there doing nothing, like twiddling their thumbs, yep. staring at the wall. I'm like, dude, I just, I just invested my time into you, and you did nothing with it. So – so after doing that for a while and just getting frustrated, I was like, well, I, I guess I guess people just, just – most people just won't do anything with the information you give them. So, I mean, dude, I would put that number probably at about 75 to 80% of people just won't do anything. Like you could give them the blueprint, but they're just not going to do anything with it. You're a lot nicer than me, brother. I would have said 97%. <laughs> Easy, right? I'm a little older, not too much. I'm, yeah, I'm still I still got hope. I still got hope. Yeah, you got hope. I say 97%, man. Because And it makes at least 96%, which makes sense. 1% of the world controls 96% of the world's income. 3% of the world controls the rest of the income, they're investing stocks and stuff. So that leaves ninety seven percent of the people ninety six percent of the people fighting with one percent of income. Mm. That's about right. Right? That's about yeah. right. Wow. Okay. Now the second question inside of there. You showed up physically. Okay. Now I want to talk to our brothers and sisters 
who are broke, I don't mean poverty mindset, I mean they just lack resources right now. Yeah. They can't show up to an event, all right? Or the event they really want to support is in San Francisco. They live in Montana, right? I have no mm-hmm. idea who lives in Montana. If you listen to this podcast and you live in Montana, please message me. I can't wait to meet you. I have never in my life met someone from Montana, okay? So please yeah, I don't think anyone me. lives there. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. So they can't get there, brother. They're in Montana. They're broke. So can you give us other ways to become a customer first? If I can't spend and I can't show up, what other creative ways do you think I can become a customer first The same with the same impact you did, just with a different method? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh it's a little bit tough because I think showing up is, yeah, it's definitely going to make a huge, huge impact. Like uh, there were so many people at that event that I approached that I introduced myself to. And like, that is where you make the biggest impact because uh, I mean, nothing, nothing beats showing up in person, but man, I mean, a close second, it is, it is working for free because man, if you're broke, if you can't get out to these places, like you probably don't have the money to, to invest in, in some of that person's time. So the best way to really make an impression is working for free. And I'm going to tell you guys a quick story here about how I started working for free the very first time. Basically what I did is I had figured out how to grow Instagram accounts pretty successfully. Okay. I took my own account from like zero to 10 K followers in like a six week span. And then I started a brand new account um, with zero followers, took it to about 60,000 followers in again, about six to maybe eight weeks. So I figured out how to grow Instagram accounts and I was like, all right, this is cool. How can I use this skill to help other people? And so what I decided to do was I decided to find people who were big on YouTube, but small on Instagram, because I was like, all right, these people have figured out YouTube. They're putting out good content, but they don't understand how to use that content on Instagram. So my, my idea was like, all right, I'm going to help these people repurpose their YouTube content over on Instagram um, and help them blow up their Instagram accounts. So what I did was I found this one dude who I'd been watching his YouTube videos for a while. I hit him up out of the blue uh, with some content already produced, okay? Because a lot of people at this point, like people have figured out that working for free is a good idea. But what most people will do is they'll, they'll hit some up and they'll be like, hey, can I work for you for free, Okay. And, and that's not what I decided to do because even that doesn't really prove that you're serious, okay? So I really wanted to establish with this dude that I was serious. So I created content for him before I even reached out to him. Before he knew who I was, I was already working for him for free. So when I hit him up the first time, I basically just told him that I am working for him for free. I did not ask him. I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm working for you for free. I'm going to send you three of these Instagram videos per week, repurposed from your YouTube content for free. I don't want anything. I don't want recognition. I don't want a shout out. I don't want any of that. I just want to help you reach more people because I respect the mission that you're on. I'm teaching more people about personal finance. Like that is this mission that I can get behind. So I just started sending him this content and he was like, dude, this is crazy. He started posting it. He was getting results. So then he brought me on and actually started paying me. But to this day, this one guy who was like the first connection that I made like two, maybe even over two years ago at this point, by doing that, he has opened so many doors for me, connected me with so many amazing people, all because I decided that I was going to work for him for free. I wasn't going to ask him. I was going to do it. And then I was going to tell him that I had done it, sending him value all the way. So 
my biggest thing is just like you, you got to show you're serious and yeah if you don't have money if you can't get to events like whatever like you, you can find creative ways to get around it i i think a lot of people they'll run into a problem and then they'll just focus so hard on the problem that they will stop even thinking about a solution and, and for me Every time I get to a problem, it's just a puzzle, dude. It's a puzzle that, that I love solving, that I can just find a creative way to, like, get around it or, like, go the other direction or, like, do, do so many other things. But people get fixated on the issue, but they stop thinking about the solution. So for me, the solution was just, yeah, straight value and prove that you are serious from the get. Boom. And you have no idea, but I was actually going to tell you, hey, buddy, I know you grow Instagram accounts, so I'm going to need you to help me out with mine because my Instagram is actually my weakest account. It's because I run this major multi-million dollar business. I am a killer of social media marketing. I dominate LinkedIn and Facebook, and every time I get to link, I mean Instagram, I'm doing well, but I slept on Instagram until last year, right? So mm -hmm. I just it just fell between the cracks, and now I'm playing catch up. But I hired Gavin to do something for me, right? Your friend oh, Gavin, my right. friend Gavin, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually doing, and I'm gonna have him come back on the podcast when he's finished. He's actually doing some voice work for me because I'm real big into voice. Gary V is right about that. And I, mm. I support Gary Vee and his thought process on that. And it sounds like Apple's going to do Instagram for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. See that? See that, ladies and gentlemen? See that? See? You just talk and customers come your way. Very, exactly. You got to tell very, people about what you do. If you don't tell people, they it, don't man. know. You know what? That's actually one of the steps you had brought out too, but it's, it's out of order, so we'll come back to it. Now, brother, you just said a whole lot of good stuff, man. I mean, you – you want the one thing that I would do if, if I couldn't show up, like you said, if I couldn't get for free, I would absolutely contact Apple and I'd be like, Apple, listen, I want to do it. I got the heart. Let me prove it to you. Can, can I just be your social media guy? I'm not talking about run your social media. I'll help you share statuses. I'll share them every time you post. I'll comment, right, help you work up the algorithm. Please give me your next product. I will post it on my blog, et cetera, et cetera, right? I would do something yep. like that as well because people like Apple and Antonio are always trying to get into a small crowd that we're not in yet because that's organic mm -hmm. growth, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Those are real people, man. Yeah, those are real people that blow up. So fantastic, man. So step one, you knocked it out the park. This is some serious advanced stuff you're talking about, man. So you went, you showed up, you were by first, and then you you did two things, okay? You did two things. You when did the scholarship come? Did it come? Did you go because you got the scholarship, or did you go and they gave you the scholarship? Which one was it? The scholar. So I got the scholarship before I left, but I had already committed to going. Okay, so you had already committed to going, so you were going to go regardless, and you got the scholarship. So what I need you to do now is tell us how you got the scholarship and what we're looking for is that one little egg because I'm sure like the message ladies and gentlemen is going to differ but there's going to be something he's going to say some some research or just asking right that might be the thing yep. but who knows right but, but go ahead and tell us brother yeah so so the number one thing that you got to that you got to do is you just got to look for these opportunities because 
I mean, so many conferences have these things, and this is just one small example, but like conference scholarships, so many conferences have these, but like so few people apply to them because nobody takes the time to look for it. So what, step one is to just look for the thing, okay? Like if you're trying to find, say, a, a scholarship to a conference, just look online, Google the conference's name, and then type in scholarship, or go to their website, scroll to the very bottom, look at all those like little gray texts that they have at the bottom of their website, and, and maybe one of them says scholarship. If you can't find anything either of those ways, uh, what I would do is I would email them, okay? So on their website, I'm sure there's a contact page. I'm sure there's an email address. I would just hit them up and be like, hey, here's who I am. I'd be like, hey, my name's Apple. I'm 20 years old. Um, I have a podcast about entrepreneurship, personal finance, and, and maybe give them some of your stats if you want to. It doesn't matter. But do that and then say like, hey, I was wondering if you guys uh, did scholarships or if you guys had any um, ways to make the, the conference more affordable for a young person, something like that. Because even I have some friends who were able to go for free this year um, who, who didn't even get the scholarship. How they got in was uh, they're, they're just big enough now as far as like social influence goes um, that they were just able to email the conference, be like, hey, um, my, na my name is whoever. Um, you guys have passes for influencers. So if you are somebody who has social influence already, um, a lot of conferences will just let you get in um, off of that. You'd be like, hey, you guys do stuff for influencers. Um, my name's Apple Crider. I have a podcast that's getting um, X number of downloads uh, per month. Um, do you guys do scholarships for that? So uh, there's really any number of ways, but it really just comes down to, yeah, first just look for yourself. If you can't find anything, then just ask them, okay? Because like the worst thing that could happen uh, is that they say, no, we don't do that, or um, unfortunately, like we don't have a program like that. That's the worst thing. They're not going to yell at you. They're not going to say you're banned from this conference forever. How dare you ask for a scholarship? How dare you say that? Like people make up these, these scenarios in their head of like what, what the worst thing that could be. But it, to be honest with you, man, like a lot of times, like it, it's just, it's just a yes, no, where they don't respond. Okay. So worst case scenarios is saying, no, that's great. Um, if you're still serious about going, then just buy yourself a ticket, get there and, and, dude, every conference that I've been to has, has more than paid off just in the connections that I've made. And, and I know a lot of people will hear that who, who, who don't go to live events, and they'll think that's just some bogus stuff that people say to sell more event tickets. Um, but, and I mean, I used to think that too, to be honest, like flash, flash back like two, three years ago, I was like, dude, skip a live event. Why would I go to that? Like, that's, I'm not going to, like the money's not going to be worth it, blah, blah, blah. But to be honest with you, like you just, you, you never know who you're going to meet at live events. And, and one of the really powerful things is like everybody who is there, you know they're serious because for the most part, they all paid to be in that room, okay? When you go to like a mastermind, for example, where everybody paid like 10K to get in, you know that everybody in that room is serious about their business, is serious about getting to that next level. So that's another powerful thing about events is like you know everybody in that room is committed to being there. Um, and it's putting a lot of value on being there. So, I mean, the connections you make at events, man, it, it's crazy. I run into, like, some, some wild people in, like, the weirdest of places at events. But, I mean, that's the power to them. And that's why I enjoy going to events so much and, and why spending money on them does not really – it's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah, you know what? I heard Russell Brunson. I've got 10X3, the, the GrowthCon um, video, yeah. and I – yeah, obviously been having this first time. I started watching it yesterday for the first time. Finally got time, and well, I'm not really watching it. I'm listening to it while working, mm -hmm. right? Like any any other entrepreneur does, right? And he says, in the middle of his keynote, 
This is the one thing entrepreneurs need to learn how to start doing is pulling out their wallets and buying <laughs> other people's funnels, right? <laughs> yep. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed, and you just basically said the same thing, that you're mm-hmm. very comfortable pulling out your wallet and going to events to make new connections, right? That's some next-level stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, next-level stuff. Good job for you there. Now, the third thing I heard, this is just listening and memorizing you talking about, this is when you said you got there and you showed up and you start introducing yourself to everybody, right? You would say, hey, I'm at the event. I'm not quiet. I'm the man. Hey, I'm Apple. I do this. (laughs) Hey, I'm Apple. I do this, right? So won't you break down why your mindset, how, and even tell us how you do it? Because you obviously don't come off arrogant. So give us some tips there because that's step three in what I heard. You let people know who you are. Yep. And, and so there's a couple there's a couple things that I want to mention in here. The first of which is you got to understand that like when you get to an event on day one, nobody there knows each other. Okay, there's very few people who are there who know each other. So like if you see like a group of three people standing together and talking, the odds that they all just met each other in the last five minutes are very high. Okay, so when you walk up to that group and introduce yourself, the odds that they're like, oh, who is this kid? We've been like best friends for 30 years is very, very low, okay? And, and that's never, that's literally never happened to me. When I introduce myself to people at events, it's always like these people had just met each other, and so it does not feel weird that I'm just introducing myself. But the reason that I do that in the first place is because to get the value out of being at an event, I mean, sure, a lot of times like the sessions or like the speakers are valuable, but meeting people has, has been by far the most valuable aspect. And, and if you're not talking to anyone, then you're not going to meet anyone. So for me, I just kind of realized that uh, sometimes you just got to suck it up and, and start talking to people because, sure, it might feel weird at first, but once you introduce yourself to a couple people, you have some connections, they start introducing you to other people that they've met. I mean, that's just where the snowball starts to build. So for me, uh, as soon as I show up at an event, um, I, I'm introducing myself to people because I realize that we're all in the same boat. Um, most of us probably don't know each other already. So it, it's just about introducing yourself to people. Uh, the first day, I usually just take it to, to introduce myself to like as many random people as possible. But usually when I go into an event, I have a good idea of like who are the people at this event that I want to meet, who are the people that I could add value to what they're doing. Um, and usually, I mean, all conferences have like a list of the speakers. So go through that beforehand, um, pick out some people who, who you really want to connect with, have some ideas of what you want to talk about with that person or why you're even introducing yourself. But the first day for me, yeah, it's just walking up to people. It's just saying what's up. Um, it, just be unintimidating and, and be unintimidated. Like people can, people can tell if you're uncomfortable. So just, just, and this, dude, you can practice this anywhere. Like just go to the grocery store and like walk up to someone and introduce yourself or like have a quick conversation with the person who's checking you out at the grocery store or like, uh, when you're getting your haircut, like actually talk to the person. I, I see so many people getting their haircut these days that just don't even talk to the person cutting their hair and they're just awkwardly sitting there in silence. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like just, just practice having a conversation with people, like random people. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And then another, another little pro tip here, guys, is uh, when you go to events, be good at, at branding yourself, okay? So for me, I've got my brand. Um, I always wear a bandana. Everywhere you go, you're going to see me in a bandana. Um, I have crazy colored hair most of the time. Right now it's pink. Uh, it's been purple, blue, green, 
pretty much any color under the rainbow you can think of. Um, so I have, I have that branding. Also, I'm pretty tall, so that helps as well. But when people see me, they remember me. So have yeah, some kind yeah. of like physical thing that's going to that's gonna identify you. I know at this conference that I just went to, um, I saw this guy for the second year. He, he was wearing the same jacket, okay? So he's wearing this, this uh, suit jacket that was uh, um, all like $100 bill printed on it, okay? So it's just like $100 bill jacket. Um, and that was his branding because people saw him, they recognized him, it stood out in the crowd, and he had worn it both years. So do something like that that's really going to catch people's eye, and they're going to be able to put that to their memory of you. Because when you introduce yourself to someone, you want that, them to remember you, so you've got to give them something to remember you by. Also, the fact that my name is a fruit um, is also helpful for this. Um, most people don't have that luxury, um, but if you are fortunate enough to be named after a strange object, uh, definitely use that to your advantage as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's why I go by Antonio T. Smith Jr. Because, yep. like, that's, I mean, and, hey, man, what's a regular name, Antonio? What's a regular last name, Smith? Yeah, you're <laughs> going to do that, okay? Yeah, you're not going to do that. Okay? Yeah, you got to give yourself something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now the whole world calls me Antonio T. Smith Jr., right? I knew it caught on when that's what people call me for sure, right? For sure, for yep. sure. Fantastic, man. I got two more solid things, and then, you know, we can wrap up. You just, I tell you, man, you set the direction, man. You killed it. The energy was there. <laughs> so you, you show up, you introduce yourself. It's fantastic. And what I would say you did next, so just actively listen, I just title it, you mm -hmm. became your own follow-up. That's mm. brilliant. This is what I heard you say. I heard you say, you know, so when I left, I went back and I didn't do anything. No, that's not what you said. You said when I left, <laughs> right, I left, I just start reaching out to the guy once a month, sometimes more. Didn't ask for anything, right? And we're going to get to the didn't expect anything. That's the last point, right? That's the last point. I right. didn't ask for anything. I just start producing content. Hey, man, I saw a hole in your system. You should. You know, hey, hey, here's here's a plug in the hole, right? So yep. break down the rest of it for us, because that instead of waiting for me to follow up with you, you became your own follow up. I couldn't forget you, forget the bandana, forget the hair, although that's brilliant. <laughs> but now that you're not in front of me, you put your gift and your heart in front of me. Break that down for us, brother. For sure. So. Yeah, it just comes down to, yeah, like, like you said, man, being your own follow-up. So uh, for me, I found the best ways to do this are really two things. One, if you've got a skill, uh, leverage that skill and, and help the person out with that skill. So for me, that skill that I had was Instagram. So I was sending this dude Instagram tips left and right, um, breaking down ways that they could be doing it better with, with their conference and even with this dude's personal account as well. So I was really uh, providing them with as much value as possible with regards to my skills. The second thing that I'd recommend you do is if you find like news articles or anything that's related to what they're doing, like if I found a news article about a different financial conference or a different social media conference that I thought was relevant, I could forward that along to him and just write a little, little sentence or two in the email being like, hey, uh, saw this article, made me think of you, um, especially this part where they talked about X, Y, and Z or this new thing that they're incorporating at their conference or, or this feature that worked really well. So giving them um, ideas that you see or news articles that are relevant or just like finding ways to help them, okay? Like look at what they're doing. If you see um, a, a link that's broken on their website, let them know. 
I love when people do that for me, okay? Like sometimes I'll change a link and I'll forget to update it. It's some part of my website. Somebody will shoot me an email. They'll be like, hey, uh, I clicked on this link, but it's broken, um, just so you know. And I'll be like, dang, thank you so much for that because they just took time out of their day to help me out expecting nothing. So it can be little stuff like that too, okay? Just anytime you see something that could be improved upon, I mean, and don't come off as arrogant. Don't be like, hey, I know so much more than you. Like, if I was you, I'd be doing this like that. Like, don't try to come off as like you're better than them, but just like give them ideas once in a while. Be like, hey, I came across this cool article. It made me think of you, especially the part where they said this. Or like, I see that you're doing this on Instagram. Have you ever considered trying this instead? Um, I've tried this with some of my clients. It's been really successful. Let me know if you want any more clarifications on like how you could start incorporating that. Like it's just simple stuff like that. But yeah, don't don't make yourself seem arrogant and just be focused on on helping them uh, and providing value to them. That's that's the, that's the main thing right there. I believe I believe in that, brother. I believe in that a whole lot. And lastly, mm-hmm. which and and I'm going to say this in a way, the sentence is going to be fragmented a little bit. It, it, it'll make sense though. Your energy should expect nothing in return. That's Mm. what I heard. Your energy. Even though you didn't expect nothing in return, that's not powerful enough for what you were actually saying. You were pushing off to this this FinCon guy. You were pushing off, hey, this is genuine. And he felt that. So when you applied he went, oh, no, I know this name. Wait a minute. I respond to him personally, okay, guys? Because please know, when you emailed my office, that's probably not me responding unless, no, nah, in most cases, it's not. Even if you email me personally, <laughs> I tell my assistant, here, send him my computer to type this as I say it, right? I literally, I dictate most of the stuff that happens around my office. But remember, now 50-something employees, a lot of things I'm doing, I don't do it. This man said, wait a minute. I've got to go get to Apple myself, right? Because your <laughs> energy, your he felt you were genuine and didn't expect anything in return in your own way, brother. However you want to break that down, whatever you want to give, however the universe gifts it to you, please gift it to us. Yeah, so people can pick up on that stuff. I mean, even if you even if you, you tell them or, or like you tell yourself that like you're in it for the right reasons, like people, people's BS meters are, are really, really finely tuned. Um, and, and you trying to get around that is, is usually not going to happen. So you really do have to, to really come to terms with the fact that like when you are, are helping someone out, when you are providing value to someone, you're not just doing that at a one-to-one exchange. You're not just doing that to like you, you help them out, then you expect them to help you out. Cause People can, people can pick up on that, okay, and, and, and people don't really like that that much, to be honest with you, but when you are, and I'm a huge believer in karma, man, like, I, I'm yeah. such a strong believer yeah. in karma, like, yeah. a quick example, I, I, was at, I was at Lollapalooza uh, probably about a month ago now, music festival in Chicago, and I lost my phone at the Childish Gambino concert, it was crazy, man. Um, everybody was jumping around. It was like 10 o'clock at night, but I lost my phone. <laughs> and, and afterwards, I, I could not find my phone. I walked around for like half an hour in this, in this giant field looking for my phone. Couldn't find it, but I found somebody else's phone. And, and I found somebody else's phone, much nicer phone than mine, mind you, uh, like newest iPhone, extra large, all that stuff. And what I did was I helped this person uh, get her phone back to her because I picked up the phone. Um, her friend called it, picked it up, and then I met up with them, and I gave them their phone back. I stopped looking for my phone to give them their phone back because I had found her wow. phone. 
And lo and behold, the next day, um, the, the, the person who found my phone, I was able to get in contact with them, and I got my phone back. Okay, so I, I literally stopped looking for my phone to help this wow. girl get her phone back, and, and, and I got my phone. So I know it's like a little petty example, but I think that just goes to show, man, I, I really do believe in karma. And, and, yeah. and that's just that's just one of the that's just one of the memories that I have as of recently, um, where I really feel like that was that was exemplified. Nah, man, that's one hundred percent facts, man. I'm a huge believer in karma. Actually, I, I weirded I didn't weird out Gavin. He was super excited. I had some <laughs> off the record conversation with him because he and you 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 guys are are reminiscent of each other. You you guys are older than you know, and I don't mean mm. like wisdom. I mean. There's a source in you operating that's far more powerful than regular people would understand, right? And that's, that's why I gravitate to you. It's probably how I even got to your podcast in the first place because it wasn't me who applied. It was my publicist or one of my mm-hmm. publicists, right? I got two of them inside. And we hit it off immediately, right? Because, what, like 50 different yeah. things went bad during our interview, right? <laughs> so it was like 50 of them at least. But it was an awesome interview. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it was awesome. It's awesome. Awesome. Now, I want to say two more things, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to close this out. And they're going to be pretty rapid because we, we spent some good time. But I am just so proud of your energy. I'm not lying. I'm not saying this because I need to because, for one, I'm too alpha male to even do that in the first place. <laughs> so, just, just, just the truth, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I really am, man. It, it, something about you is it causes peace in others, and I really, really like that about you. So I'm looking forward to a long-term relationship with you, however the universe may have that. That is going to be something I'm definitely looking forward to. I have a bonus for us. Oh, all right. Yes, yes. It's something I noticed in the first podcast with me and you, and it's something I noticed with this podcast. And I'm sure you did it at the event. I'm going to call it be an active listener. Okay? That's what I'm going to call it. Mm. I notice, and this is just my weird part of my brain, my, my, I was military intelligence, so blah, 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 blah. This is my GT, not GT, it's GT and military. My IQ is a bit higher than what it should be. That's all I'll say for right now in this recorded podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, I can piece these little puzzles together. You and I have never interrupted each other. Yeah, true. I kid you not. Not on two podcasts. I kid you not. <laughs> Is that right? And it makes yeah. sense that you're successful. It makes sense that I'm successful because being an active listener, you said it early in the podcast, you was talking about communication. Just get out there and talk when you're talking about the barber and stuff, right? And Warren Buffett says, hey, communication will pay you more than anything else. And you echoed that. And the truth is, actively listening is a major part of communication, and both you and I have mastered it. That's a bonus. Do you want to add to that to our audience? Because we both do it. It is happening, and it's got to be something deep in you that they can learn from. That's straight facts, man. Well, I mean, the biggest thing for me is like, and this is a quote that I hear all the time, but like we got two ears and one mouth. So like there's, there's so much you can learn from other people that, that sometimes it just, it, 
even if you think you have like the smartest thing in the world to say, sometimes it just makes it just makes sense to, to take a little bit of a back seat and to really hear someone out. Uh, people love uh, being able to be heard. Like when you just let someone talk, like they people love that. People love talking about themselves. They love talking about their passions, and they just love talking. So if you give someone the space to just talk, uh, a you're gonna make them feel really good, and they're gonna have a good feeling associated with you. But b uh, you're gonna you're gonna learn something, okay? And I realize that I'm only 20 years old. I've got a lot to learn, um, despite what I've done so far. So I, I'm more than willing to listen to people. And even if I feel like I've got a smart thing to say, like I, I, I'll, I'll shut up most of the time because I would rather just hear what somebody else has to say, um, and that just gives me more to think about. So I, I think just just recognizing that and like, dude, if you're a young person, you got so much to learn that that even if you think you're you're, you're the top dog right now. There's there's so many people that know so much more than you, and that's that's where I'm at right now. Man, that's 100% facts, man. And there's a couple of things you bring out. For one, so I'm 38. I'm most most age group thing is tell you millennial generation started in 81. So I was born in 81, and I'm so millennial. I am not the other generation before me. I can assure <laughs> you that I cannot relate to them at all, right? And then you're on the cuff. You're 20, so they're going to say the same thing about you than when me when you're 38. They're going to be like, oh, no, nah, man, you're a millennial. You're not a Gen Z, yeah. right, or something like that, right? And it's amazing how you can bridge gaps once you listen, right? I think that's important to point mm-hmm. out. Brother, I've got nothing else, man. I mean, I, well, actually, if I did have one more thing to say, I would say that you are the poop emoji. Yes, you are. <laughs> You are. <laughs> yes, you are. I would definitely say that. As a matter of fact, I have an idea. I did it for the first time with Gavin, and I'm going to do it for the second time with you. When I when this finished editing up, brother, I'm going to send you the audio. And how about we both just upload it to both of our podcasts, right? Just do that. Great, man. Yeah, yeah. I've never done it before. It's actually, actually, you and I both know something you don't necessarily do because you want traffic to come to you. But I think this is so universally, so divine, I think, right? We should both <laughs> upload it, brother. You get your track and I get mine. And, of course, I'm going to put your link in the show notes. But I think everyone needs to hear the brilliance you laid out. And I'm more concerned with how I make my money versus how much I make. So I'm more than welcome to extend you that as long as you don't mind. You're more than welcome to have that. 100%. I appreciate that very much, Antonio. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's all love, man. All love. Last thing, don't forget, you need to hit me up about the Instagram stuff. I was serious about that. I never joke all about right. spending money. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I never joke about that. Right? <laughs> Last thing is on you, man. Informational. That's not a word. Informative. That's the word. Educational <laughs> or transformational. Whatever you want to say, however you want to do it, please pour the source you out on us. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Man, right I, now. I do that. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is, is, is self-reflection for me. And I think that could really do a lot to change a lot of people's lives. So uh, I just want to say, like, if you do not already have a practice of, of sitting down with yourself, and I know I touched on this briefly at the beginning of the episode, but sitting down with yourself, reflecting, asking yourself important questions about what you're trying to do, what your goals are, and what your purpose is here on this planet I think you should start doing that. And even if it's something small, maybe every night before bed, you just, you just list out three things 
that, that went well today or, or, or three goals that you have for tomorrow. It can be something super simple like that, but just get in the practice of, of having conversations with yourself, of, of, of really just getting clear with yourself on what you're trying to do and how you're going to do it. That's been the biggest thing for me, and I think that can really impact a lot of people. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Alpha Crider, Antonio T. Smith, Jr. You can plant better. You can dominate. I used to laugh at things like law of attraction, what you think is what you create, anything related to energy, you attract who you are anything of that nature I used to laugh at because I'm like that's not true and then I came across Antonio in his teachings of law of attraction and at first I rejected it because again I used to laugh at these things and the more and more I listened to Antonio's teachings the more and more things actually started making sense to me Things started opening up for me. And things started changing for me. The law of attraction teachings that Antonio does have absolutely changed my life from the way that I parent to the person that I am today to the way I do business to the way I live my life. I never knew how important your thoughts and your emotions were and that you actually attract that you know we always say this is what I want but what are you attracting deep within you what vibration are you putting out there and it took Antonio's teachings for me to be able to understand that while in my head I'm saying this is what I want the vibration that I'm putting out is a complete opposite once he taught me that The next step was to teach me how to vibrate at what I wanted. And once I started vibrating at what I wanted, that's when I noticed just how real the law of attraction is. Antonio has taught me that thoughts plus emotion equal creation. How to vibrate at what you want. How to Put yourself where you want to be, to feel it, to smell it, to taste it, to see it, how to touch it. Put yourself there and stay there and vibrate there and it will come to you. The people that you want to attract into your life, vibrate there. Who are they? How do they look? What do they dress like? What are their characters? What you know, who are they? And the biggest thing that he ever taught me was how to be a better me through law of attraction I used to ask him how do I become better he was like you create who you want to be because I didn't know at the time where I wanted to be I just knew I wanted to be better and he told me exactly how to do it he said find the people who you are drawn to find those who are where you want to be and start moving like they move study them what I didn't realize was he was teaching me how to attract my future self and in the process of doing that even attract being able to associate with these people be on the same level with them be in the same atmosphere and network with them 
and I have actually had the opportunity to start moving in that direction because he taught me how to attract that into my life and learning the law of attraction through Antonio has truly changed my life it has truly changed my success it has truly changed who I am today and while I am not perfect in the law of attraction staying on top of and consistently listening to Antonio's teachings remind me every day to be grateful to attract that into my life to only focus on the outcome and attract only the outcome in my life and don't get stuck in the how and the why just focus on the finish line and I'll attract the finish line into my life the law of attraction has made me a greater person I know it will do the same for you when the pandemic began I had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire I came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic $22 an hour with paid training and I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate and if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools which is the technology itself to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to Apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used 
by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.